Levi did not know how long it had been since he had gotten out of his wrecked car. All he knew was that his legs were hurting. The accident had taken place approximately half an hour ago, as Levi was driving through this secluded jungle. Little did he know that a deer would come in front of his car at the wrong time. He had turned his car to a sharp left to avoid hurting the poor animal, but the car had collided with a tree instead. Since Levi had been driving at a high speed, the impact of the accident had been great. His head had been bleeding from the back, but he did not know how much damage the accident had caused. He had gotten out of the car with some difficulty, and had been waiting for help ever since. Levi had tried to sit by a tree and wait for some transport to pass by. When he started hearing weird noises from the jungle, however, he decided it was best to be on his feet. Levi had dragged himself through the woods, looking for some place to rest, but so far he had found none. The rustling behind the trees and the bushes was increasing with every step that he took. The distant howling of the wolves and the calling of strange birds in the forest was beginning to make him feel uncomfortable. Levi tripped on a thick tree root and struggled to his feet again with much difficulty. As it was, he could not walk further for much longer. As if nature was listening to his prayers, a light flickered amidst the thick layer of trees ahead. Levi blinked his eyes several times to see if the light was real and not a figment of his imagination. When the darkness started to settle in and his eyes became accustomed to the view, Levi realized he had been staring at a small cottage in the distance. His knees bent a little as he hastened past the signboard that read Granny's House, but his progress was not slowed by physical weakness. He could not believe his eyes. It was an actual house standing in the middle of the jungle without any direct track leading to it. The house was obviously functional. Why else would there be a light inside if the house was abandoned? Levi was dizzy with the exhaustion of the accident and the long walk to that point. With much difficulty, Levi tried to bang the door as hard as possible while he shouted that he needed help. Levi knew that a person who lived in the middle of the jungle would, by no means, trust a stranger. He was desperate, however, and he was sure that the owners would give him some help, given his miserable condition. Levi was losing consciousness of his surroundings fast, so he raised his hand high to bang the door for a final time. Before his hand could touch the door, however, something collided with his head painfully, and Levi fell on the ground, out cold. The next time Levi opened his eyes, he was inside the cottage in a small room. He had no idea how he had gotten there, or why his hands were tied with such strong ropes. All he knew was that he was still bleeding from his head. Levi shouted at the top of his voice, but there was no one to answer his calls. Levi laid his head down and started thinking. He must have been sleeping there for hours because his head was no longer hurting as much as before. Now that the pain had abated, Levi was able to think about the situation more clearly. It was one thing to distrust a stranger, but to attack him from behind? 
Maybe the person living in the house was some sort of a thief taking refuge in the jungle. If that was the case, Levi was better off on the street rather than on this bed. He desperately needed to find a way to get out of those ropes, but there was nothing sharp enough to cut through them within his reach. A lamp was glowing close enough, but Levi had no idea how he could use a lamp to get out of thick ropes. Just as he was about to lose hope, he remembered the blades on the edge of his shoes. With much difficulty, Levi got out of the ropes and flexed his hands. There was a jug of water sitting on the table, but Levi was not sure whether he could trust his new host. As Levi got up from the bed, he swayed a little. He was in no shape to escape the building, but he had to find some way to escape. The door to exit was made of light wood, which could be broken very easily. It was what lay outside the door that haunted Levi more. His throat was now burning from thirst, and he had no choice but to drink a glass or two. He immediately regretted his decision and vomited on the floor. The water tasted bitter, and Levi was still feeling woozy after the attack. Before any more time was lost, Levi forced himself on the door and crashed on the wood. The wood did not budge from its place, although there was a loud bang. Levi expected for someone to come and check on him, but no one came. Hopefully his assailant would have left the house for supplies. When no one came through the door, Levi started trying more openly. The door was not as shanty as it had looked, but eventually Levi was able to break it open. As the door gave way, Levi felt dizzy again. He had not yet recovered from the bang on his head, or the accident before that. The cottage had looked pretty small from the outside, but from the inside it looked spacious. Thankfully, there was no one inside the house as far as Levi could see. Grabbing his jacket from the table nearby, Levi rushed towards the exit, but it was locked. Come to think of it, all the doors in that house were locked. Levi tried the windows next, but the locks were jammed with rust. He wanted to break a window and get out, but he did not have that much energy. Staggering on his feet, Levi went to the kitchen to grab something to eat. He found some fruits on the table and devoured them, followed by a glass of water. Now that his sugar level was back to normal, Levi decided to break the main door. Just as Levi got out of the kitchen, he saw a little child standing at a distance. At first, Levi wanted to threaten him, but then he decided to talk to him. The kid just stood there as Levi went closer, but he did not respond. He was not even blinking. Levi went to his knees and tried to ask the child where the keys were, but the child's head rolled down and fell to the ground. Levi screamed and backed away several paces. He ran past the kitchen and into the room again, but the entire dimension of the house had changed all of a sudden. The tables were facing upside down, and even the placement of the rooms had changed. Was the bump on his head doing a number on him? It had to be, for none of this was physically possible. Levi picked up the chair in the kitchen and started banging it against the window with all his might. The window cracked a little, and a bubble of hope rose in his chest. 
He raised the chair again and banged it against the window, this time with much more force. The glass was now falling off, and although Levi felt a little dizzy with all the exercise, he was still able to clear the window off in the next few minutes. Levi was about to jump to the other side, when something cold and scaly caught his leg from behind. Levi turned just in time to see a giant frog-faced creature digging his sharp nails into Levi's ankles. Levi wanted to struggle, but he was too worn out because of the effort he had put in breaking the glass. As the exhausted body of Levi fell to the ground, the monster dragged him through the kitchen and into the basement once more. All the other creatures in the house gathered for the meeting to officially begin. They had finally found their dinner after an entire week. The child, who was murdered by being beheaded, followed the three-headed little girl with her creepy dolls. Next to join them was the crazy clown who ate human hair for survival. And last but not the least, Granny Frog invited Lady Iris, the woman with eyes around different parts of her body. At the Granny's house, they were all a big, hungry family, and Granny never failed to feed her offspring. <laughs>